cast Jeebeth. Ah. Every man for himself. Now. It seems like how it is now. Previously. I was under the assumption that we worked as communities. And we kind of worked together. Family helped each other. And we kind of rose as a unit. But it definitely seems in America. That the people have just pushed to the edge of every man for himself. I mean, you see it in the little things, like, <clears throat> if you're driving and, you know, there's three inches that you need to make a right-hand turn, and you see the dude in his rear view looking at you, and you can't even, he won't even move because he's like, that likes that power of not letting you go because for him, his world is as big as a Toyota Camry, right? There's nothing else going on outside of it. Um, I don't know what changed. I think uh, it's definitely a victim of circumstance where... You know, people just been pushed against the wall so much that they're over it. I also think um, it can be changed. Um, maybe if something crazy happened where you wanted that not to be the case or you saw that that wasn't working and then everybody kind of flipped the switch and just was like, hey, help thy neighbor, help everybody, let's, let's all move and, and do things together. Um, I know, like... <coughs> I mean, I, I feel that it's the same way too, but I think it's like with politics or the, the classism or, or the differentiation in wealth where you see people at the very top of the pyramid or the top of the hill or the top of the mountain or the top of the wealth category, and they're by themselves, right? They're not rolling in a squad. Obviously, most of those people have companies and, and people hired to make them their money and stuff, but they're the one-man show. They're pushing their way as one and through philanthropy and, and other things they are you know trying to help but I don't know if they would help if it wasn't a tax write-off or if they didn't feel so guilty for having so much money so something to think about I don't know uh, the answer to that but I think if we uh, I think obviously it's better to work together I think if people began to collaborate more work in teams and groups and you know, tribes that it just functions better, it makes better happiness and stuff. But I think the world, or at least the United States, I talk about the world, but the United States, they've been pushed into a corner through like taxes and money and classism and, you know, cops hating people and, you know, your your government being untrustworthy and doctors and, you know, even like, like doctors, like I imagine doctors became doctors and worked really hard to help people. But I think, like, now, I don't correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like, look, we got to make that Porsche payment. Like, like, we got to, you know, get the bigger house. Let's upgrade. And that's not what life's about. Life is about working and living and being happy, making other people happy. And how do you do that? Obviously, if you're a doctor, by curing people. If you're writing, by writing great literature. And as a community, working together. I read... This is this is the third book by Hanif Abu Rabak. I hope I didn't butcher that. It's a love letter to a group, a sound, and an era. It is called Go Ahead in the Rain, Notes to a Tribe Called Quest. And, you know, I read a lot. I read like three or four books a month. And this is the best book I've read in a really, really long time. It's 
a crazy it's considered what a biography memoir again another memoir i'm reading all these memoirs i didn't even know it well i knew about some of them but i didn't know this was a memoir but basically his approach is he's like writing a love letter to a tribe called quest and he's almost like personalizing it i don't think he knows them and he's bringing up you know individual certain personal things that have come up and writing to them even he's writing to fife and he's dead and he's writing to fife's mother thanking her and it's just really 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 good now if you're a tribe called quest fan it's definitely a must read but if you like good books like the way he approaches this even if you've never even heard of tribe called quest or you've hated their music it's like a really good book um a visiting writer in the mfa program at butler university Abdurrahman is an acclaimed poet and cultural critic whose work has appeared in the New York Times, MTV News, and other outlets. A nominee for the Pushcart Prize, he's the author of the highly praised poetry collection *The Crown Ain't Worth Much* and an essay collection *They Can't Kill Us Until They Kill Us*, which was included in the Chicago Tribune's 25 Must Read Books list for the fall of 2017. A little bit more in there. I'm not going to go through it, but let me kind of just go. He's got a chapter here called *Lament* and. Uh, that really struck me um you know he even goes over the source covers and you know hanging them above his bed oh this is cool right so i'll just read this page it's like a half a page dear fife do you know that it wasn't the ball trickling through bill buckner's legs that lost the red Sox the 1986 world series it's funny isn't it the things that play on our screens and in your heads for years detached from any fullness maybe you remember this it helped deliver a world series to your beloved queens but I'm going to talk to you for a second like you don't remember. I'm going to talk to you like this isn't about facts, but all about memory. Bill Buckner should maybe not have been on the field for the Game 6. Bill Buckner was an All-Star once in 1981. My college roommate had a dad who loved Bill Buckner. Or maybe my college roommate had a dad who felt sorry for Bill Buckner. I'm always thinking about the distance between love and sympathy, Fife. And, I mean, obviously... Not obviously, but if you didn't know, Fife was a huge sports fan. He'd, he'd wear jerseys, he made custom jerseys, he had Fife jerseys. And he's talking about his hometown, and he's talking about games and sports. And it's just the personalization of stuff like that. It's really well done. I would highly suggest anybody, you know, got needs something to read. This is a book by Hanif Abdurak. I'm totally butchering that. I'm super sorry, Hanif. It's a love letter to a group, a sound, and an era, and it nails it. Um... I watched some movies, which is funny because this week is, I think, the first week I haven't really watched any Blu-rays. I just watched DVDs. But um, I watched a Hitchcock film. Hitchcock film. The Man Who Knew Too Much. And, dude, this is a good one. Like I didn't realize how good it was, right? Um, that's this one right here. But it's weird. I got this case. And I, I went over before The Trouble with Harry, which I watched, which was kind of abstract Hitchcock. But um, this one's missing two movies. But it stars um, James Stewart and Doris Day. And Doris Day um, was a singer. And I think this was her first acting job. And it's a redo of one of Hitchcock's old, old movies from the 30s. Um, and it just nails it. It's, it's beautiful. It's, you know, he's in Morocco and Paris. And there's, you know, secret spies. And just, it's just so good. Such a really good Hitchcock flick. I would check it out if you haven't seen it because I was pleasantly surprised and then um i peeped out which i had to order online um and you know i'm a huge larry clark fan and so i had to go look for this this is destricted and i didn't know what to expect when I, it was kind of hard to get but destricted it's um seven artists who make seven short films 
And dude, it's uh, it's pretty gnarly, dude. It's like a straight fucking porno, right? But it's got Larry Clark, Gaspar Noe, who did um, Enter the Void and Climax. I think he did Irresistible or Irresistible or whatever. Um, it's got one, two, th- a handful of other people that I haven't really heard of. But it is fucking nuts, dude. It's so crazy and so wild. Um, uh, I don't know if I would recommend it. But, I mean, if you're a Larry Clark fan, you got to see it, right? And that's why I saw it. Destricted. Really hard to get, but if you see it, maybe check it out. And if you're a Larry Clark fan, if you're a Larry Clark fan, it's a must-see. And then I peeped. Blown away. This is kind of cool. I don't know. I don't know why. Uh, Jeff Bridges, Tommy Lee Jones. It's from uh, 1994. And it's about... Well, it starts off with Tommy Lee Jones is in prison in Ireland. And he kills his roommate and escapes... And he goes to Boston, and in Boston, Jeff Bridges plays um, dude who works for the Bomb Squad, and he they they like know each other, and then he starts bombing them, and he figures out it's the dude from Ireland. It's pretty gnarly. It's really good. It's really fun. I would uh, highly suggest not highly suggest it, but I'd check it out if I were you. Uh, discover the excitement, suspense, and high tech. No, no, a thrill a minute, stop your heart thriller. Um, at the end, it's dedicated to. Um, all the bomb squad members in the U.S. and anybody, because they're like trying to, you know, not blow up, and sometimes it can be very hard. But it's kind of a fun movie. I would um, check it out. And uh, Tommy Lee Jones kind of plays a weird, crazy character, and Jeff Bridges is just a G. He's like a cop, and he, you know, was part of the Irish fucking gang or some shit. But um, it's good. I don't know. I liked it. Whatever. Check it out. That being said, read more books. Stay amazing. Stay humble, stay gracious. Be humble, be gracious. Read more books. Be dope. Just be the best you. Podcast. Jimeth. Ugh.